Hey guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. This week we're talking about what we like to call smut. Smutty smut. And we're going to talk about the why we call it that and why other people call it different things. But we'll get into that. Um, let's do our suck and sweet for the week. What is your suck for the week? So my suck for the week is I didn't even really felt like we had a weekend. I know. <laughs> like it was over. I blinked and it was over. It was just such a weird week last week. And yes. then the weekend. Oh, by the way, you know, if you listened last week, you know, like what happened and we were in a fucking ice apocalypse. <sighs> um, it was like 75 degrees today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to turn on the AC. <laughs> How ridiculous. It that's that is Texas. That is classic Texas. Um gotta love it. Um so you just feel like you didn't like have time to unwind or Yeah. At all. I feel you. Um my suck for the week is the dogs went to the vet today because they had to get their like yearly stuff, but also Jackson, the little schnauzer had he went to the groomer like right before the snow storm i don't know what they did but they like cut his nail to where it like split and like a chunk from the middle was missing and like we we noticed it because he kept licking his foot like just constantly licking but then the first time we looked at it we like couldn't find anything wrong you know we're like looking for a wound or something we didn't see anything so then a couple days, we're like, well, let's just give it a couple days, you know. Maybe they cut it too short or something because he's a black dog, like solid black, and his nails are black. So you can't see, like, where to cut the nail, you know, like, where to stop. Yeah. So it's really common to, like, cut a black dog's nails too short. And, you know, if you cut their nails too short, they can, like, bleed to death. Um, so that's very common. So we're like, maybe they just cut his nail too short or whatever. So a few more days went by, still licking constantly. So we look, and that's when we noticed it was, like, split, like, huge. Like, it wasn't dangling or anything, but it was significant. So we took him to the vet, um, and the vet's not letting anyone in, of course, because of COVID. So they just, like, come get your dog, and then you have to wait in the car, which is fine. I mean, we've been going to them for Jackson's entire life, and he's 13, so that's fine. But um, they didn't, like come out until they had already done it so they so steve took them and they come out and they're like yeah we went ahead and like just uh cut that nail off and then carterized it and we were like what the fuck i mean i guess there's nothing else you can do but like it also sounded like kind of a major thing that he was awake for mm-hmm. and so now it's like all wrapped up and he has to wear this bandage for like 24 hours Poor baby. But he's fine. I mean, he's putting weight on it. He's acting like normal, so. It's like, it's just a broken nail, Ma. Yeah. Maybe it feels better now that they've removed it or whatever. Come on, poor baby. Like, carterize? I'm thinking, like, they burnt it. Well, yeah. That's, that's how you, you carterize. That's just to, to stop the bleeding. But that had to have hurt, right? Maybe it doesn't to them. Or maybe they gave him a pain pill and he was fine. Sitting there like, where are my parents? I just feel so bad. (laughs) 
So we've been babying him. Steve got him a puppuccino on the way home. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's loving it then. Yeah. <laughs> What's your sweet for the week? The sweet for the week is we had no busted pipes. Oh, thank God. So yeah. you just like kept the water shut off until it got above freezing, or yeah, yeah. Okay. We just left it shut off. We left the cabinets open. They said to turn it on like partially. The faucet's partially on, but not all the way while it was mm-hmm. frozen. So we did everything that was suggested, and it's fine. Thank God, because I know that would be okay. Some people are saying busted pipes are not covered by your insurance, but like it's so we have rent insurance. insurance. And I know specifically that that's, well, you know, it, it doesn't cover the apartment. It covers our belongings. Mm-hmm. So I know specifically that it would cover our belongings. So I guess that's the difference between homeowners and renters or something. Well, it depends on the policies, too. If you specify that you want it covered, then you can mm. get it covered. Because a, a lot, lot of, of people are yeah. saying theirs isn't covered. Right, and a lot of insurance companies do that unless you specify for something. They just kind of don't include it. Here's the other bullshit that Texans are going through. Um, are, like, without getting way into it, the Texas Utilities Commission approved that, you know, while, like, mil- like I think it was, like, 4 million people didn't have power, they were like, well, we are going to go ahead and raise the price per kilowatt hour to fit the supply and demand bullshit. So people are starting to like get their bills and they're like this one dude in Dallas was like $7,000 No, because he never lost power. So he had power the entire time, but because the price, it could go up to like um, $9,000 a kilowatt hour. That's oh like, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So we, I was like freaking out because I didn't set up our electricity. Steve did. And he's like, well, when it renewed, he's like, I know we had a fixed rate plan, but when it renewed, because if you have a fixed rate plan, it's just whatever you're contracted with. Mm -hmm. Like it's never going to change. But he's like, when it came time for our renewal, they were like, well, Hey, we have this cheaper plan. He's like, and I don't remember what that was. So then like we're trying to log on all weekend to our electric account. And of course their fucking websites down for maintenance. And if you call them, no one's answering the fucking phone. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, dude, we're about to have a $2,000 electric bill. Oh my God. So we finally got to see it. It's only, it is double what we normally pay, but it's only like 80 extra dollars. So thank the Lord for that. So ridiculous though, you know, it cut our power, you know, we struggle for quite a while. In the cold, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, you owe us lots of money now." Mm-hmm. And some people had that shit set up on like auto pay, and it has like oh, wiped out their no. accounts to where they can't even like pay their fucking mortgage or whatever. One reason why I'd never do auto pay, girl. Ever. Exactly. I don't do auto pay for anything except insurance payments. That's I had a it. friend that had furniture that she was paying off. And she had called and specifically told them, do not take this payment. I will make it online. And, like, they, they still, didn't. Uh, yeah, they still took it and took, like, mm-hmm. the remainder. Like, not mm-hmm. even her monthly payment took the remainder. Like, she was fuming. I was like, how did they get? Why did they do that? That's like, I don't you know. don't have permission to do that. I think mm-hmm. it may have been the case that she was going to pay it all off, but she was going to do it online and not over the phone. 
Oh, so some idiot. So they had like, yeah, they had like a note or something that it was the remainder. Ooh, I'd have been hot. She was. She was. Gone. Well, my sweet for the week is it's my birthday Thursday. Birthday week. I'm excited. Um, not really doing anything. I took off of work. Right. What can we do? I have a five day weekend. Okay. Yes, that's all you need. I'm excited about that because, I, like you, I feel like these weekends are like 30-minute lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. So I'm sick of it. And um, I'm going to go to Kendra Scott and get my birthday, Kendra. Because if you didn't know, Kendra Scott gives you 50% off an item during your birthday month. Yes. So I'm going to do that. Having dinner with my mom Friday. Um, I better be seeing your butt this weekend. Fingers crossed that no... kids pop up with covid after all of this mess (laughs) right listen your kids gonna have to go to school in a bubble because we have to celebrate my birthday yeah and i've got your present it finally came a week later so hopefully we'll be recording this weekend in person and having our girl time if all goes well all goes well no yes no all goes well okay well, that's exciting. That's my sweet for the week is finally seeing you. I haven't seen you in like a month, over a month, oh, right? It's been a while. I don't even it's remember been... at this point. It was definitely in January. I'm losing track of time, too. It's <laughs> not good. Me, too. Me, too. Well, we'll just crack right into it. So we're talking about smut. And... It's really confusing because there's, like, a lot of different names. It's basically romance books that are sexual, like, explicitly. So, so I found this article um, on WordPress.com by Shell's Book Ramblings. And it's basically, like, what – so the title is What's in a Name That Which We Call Smut. So they started, it's funny how it almost seems like a derogatory term for romance novels. And it's not only used by those snobbish romance haters, but even among ourselves, hardcore romance readers. So let's get down, it says, let's get down to basics. The definition of smut is a story, usually a book or a fan fiction that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. That's it. It's just a book with explicit sex on it. Logically, a lot of romance books have sex on them. So calling them smutty books should not be offensive, but why does it feel like it is sometimes? Why do we add that connotation to a mere descriptive word? I find it funny how some of the bloggers and booktubers I follow completely avoided the word, or on the contrary, they will give you a lecture on what exactly a smutty book is, most times linking the erotica side of the spectrum. And I get that. Not all romance books are smutty books after all. But let's not forget that we're talking about sexual content in books, and there are degrees to that levels of explicitness so to speak so i might be using the word smut correctly if i'm referring to a book even if it's not an erotica novel um which brings me to another tangent i could be reading a sci-fi book without romance in it that maybe talks about alien reproduction or something like that and it uses explicit sex to explain whatever so in this case i'm sure people would avoid using the word smut but it would still be accurate wouldn't it calling it a sci-fi smutty book It upsets me how we turn one simple word or expression into the enemy. I recall the hated, I do hate this with a passion, mommy porn, back when Fifty Shades was a huge thing. What? 
Everyone and their dog read those books. Why is it called mommy porn? What the heck? It was just another way to demean the romance genre. Just like this ridiculous thing with the word smut. So why not take back the word despite its underlying notions of darkness and its metaphorical use for indecent or obscene? After all, what's considered what's considered smut is in the eye of the beholder, like most things in the realm of entertainment. And once again, we shouldn't feel wrong about enjoying sexy, smexy books. What's the harm in that? It doesn't make them any less good or even relevant having sexual content. So that was by Michelle Shell's book ramblings on WordPress. So two things. Um, I would not consider that alien book smut. <laughs> and I agree when they said about the mommy porn thing. Um, that was kind of gross that people called it that. I heard people yeah. call 50 Shades mommy porn. I'm not a mom. I read it. Plenty of people I knew read it that weren't a mom. I consider smut explicitly sexual books. Yeah. Yeah. Like if According it's got... To- scenes but doesn't go into graphic detail that's just like romance they went to bed you know kissed a few gems and things happened then on to the next scene like romance yeah yeah but when they go into the naughty naughty and make it hot when they're talking about body parts entering other body parts yes that is smart according to wikipedia they they're erotic romance novels so I guess it just depends on who you talk to. I've always called them smut. My older sister calls them smut. You call Same. them smut. Same. I don't know. That's what I always call them. So just a little background on why they're called smut. So do you have a personal list that you would like to share? Oh. <laughs> I read so many. I really do. I read so many. So like what are your favorites? Like, I have, there's a lot of the same authors once you mm-hmm. start getting into the smuts. Because like, some people do them really well, and some people yeah. do them very awkwardly. Yes. And boy, when they're awkward, they're awkward. Yes. Yes. But I really like Pepper Winters. She's got several different little lines of books. Like, she's got um, Pure Corruption line, which is a biker gang line she's got indebted which is this weird like i think i read that yeah it's like it sounds familiar that one's hard to explain (laughs) but it's like this family ritual type thing that they do with this other family okay and then i think that i've read that And then she's got... Hold up. So one family fucks the other family? No, it goes more into detail. That that one, the Indebted series, is more like a pain and pleasure series. Oh. So it that starts... to be another common... Not in every smut erotic book, but it does seem to be a pretty common theme that they do include, like, BDSM. BDSM, yeah. Yeah. That's like a big, maybe that's like a whole subgenre, but I do find, um, I don't know if this is like as a result of Fifty Shades of Grey, cause Fifty Shades of Grey was my first exposure to any kind of erotic book ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is a result of Fifty Shades or if it was already a thing before Fifty Shades. I think it was kind of a thing before Fifty Shades, cause the first one I ever read was, 
a Sleeping Beauty series that's that was written by Anne Rice. She didn't. Her name was Yes, her name was not Anne Rice when it was originally published back in '89. I think was the first edition that was published. She did and not it's publish a it. Smutty she, Sleeping it Beauty. It is a smutty Sleeping Beauty. She, but she did not. Like I said, she did not publish it under her name. They what are the now. They are now under her name when they republished them. That now shows that it's Anne Rice. Mm, what's it called? I need to look this up. I love Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> the first one is The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. So I haven't read an Anne Rice book. Um, are all her books like kind of sexual? Like, what does she have? She has like the Lestat series. Yeah, they have scenes. They have scenes. I wouldn't ever claim hers as smut, though. Okay. Because it's not, I don't know, it's not ever geared towards the romance side of it or anything like that. But this one is smut. (laughs) Yeah, and this one came out in, like, 89. So, I mean, if this is DSM, it was definitely not. Like, it was definitely already a thing before. Mm -hmm. Damn, so Sleeping Beauty gets, like, Whipped or something? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read it. <laughs> All right, keep going on your list. So Pepper Winters also has another one, another series. It's called Monsters in the Dark. That one's kind of darker. It's um about this lady named Tess that enters a sex trafficking ring somehow. And she is pimped out to this guy that kind of wants nothing to do with it. And it goes from there. Oh, yeah, that is fucking dark. Does he, like, rescue her or some shit? I can't say without spoiling anything. Mm. Can't say. That one might be a trigger warning for some. Let's put a trigger warning on that one, for sure. Definitely. Definitely a trigger warning, definitely, because there are some scenes of drug use and abuse and sexual abuse yeah but it's only like one or two but still very trigger warning got it so let's see there's also the midnight sky series mckenna chronicles by elizabeth miller that one's very good that one sounds familiar too that one's very good it's this chick that starts dating this mayoral no he's the president candidate or maybe he's the mayoral at first one of the no he's presidential candidate i believe so she starts, oh, shit. Yeah, starts getting involved with him and yeah does he make her sign a non-disclosure agreement <laughs> you know <laughs> if i recall correctly he does but don't quote me on that because he might not have i may get it be getting it twisted with a different book <laughs> he's like listen I'm running for president but I'm into some kinky shit so can you sign <laughs> Ooh, that's funny okay that sounds good I mean who doesn't like have a fan like a men in power thing that's like a classic fantasy like fetish thing you know so like mm-hmm. a dude that's gonna be president like the most powerful person in the- yes absolutely I could definitely say that else who else there's so many that does good smut i read 
Believe it or not, as much as I do not like electronic copies, almost all of my smut is electronic. Well, okay. Yeah, I can, I, I feel that. Um, but that's because most of these are free. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as mainstream as like other books because I don't know why. I don't know if publishers don't want to publish them. Um, I don't know why that is, but I know why I personally prefer electronic copies because I was reading a copy of Grey, which is Fifty Shades of Christian's point of view, but it was like a hard copy because someone like let me borrow it. And I was reading it at work and someone like one of my friends walked up. She's like, you're reading that at work. And I was like, oh, shit, I never really thought about it. Um, So, yeah, I don't want people to know what I'm reading. (laughs) That's yeah, I can see that. Especially like in a professional environment. I don't want people to be like, oh, God, Cameron's reading porn in the breaker. So, yes, I do prefer electronic copies of those types of books. Um. And, you know, like, if they're on your shelves and your grandma comes over or something. Oh. <laughs> I, although my grandma's probably reading them, apparently. That's, like, her favorite. Probably. According to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's, like, I don't think, and I think I've said this before, I don't think smut or erotic books are a new thing. I think our grandmas were reading that shit. It's just, like, no one talked about it. Well, and it was disguised as the romance novels, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, all the ones with all the men and women grasping yes. each other, all the covers, yeah. Yes. So I think when Fifty Shades came out, people were talking about it, like, for the first time. And so maybe that's why it seems like it was such a new thing. But it is not new. Like, smut well, has been around forever. It could have been new in the sense that... It's mainstream. It, it, was, it was more open with the, the sex. The bestseller. I mean, those books are typically not bestsellers, you know? Yeah. Uh-oh. Are you still there? Yes. Oh, my God. You, like, disappeared. And then it, like, did this weird beep. <laughs> We're on <laughs> Skype with Lacey. Well, technically, you're out of quarantine now, but it's, like, a weekday and Kim, you know. Cam has homework and Lacey works and Cam works. Yes, well, and we completely forgot to record when we were supposed to record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I blame it on last week. Yeah, last week really fucked with the mindset. Mm. Well, do you have any more on your personal list that you wanted to share? Oh. No, I don't think so, because I could just name off everything in my list, and we're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so some quick ones that just come to my mind, obviously, like the Lucy Score Blue Moon series, is I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's probably my absolute faith, because it is comedy, romance, and smut, like, all into one. It's not like a billionaire that, you know, it's, it's like just regular people with regular lives. So I would say that's probably my favorite. Um, I did read Beautiful Bastard in preparation for this episode. Yes. Oh, yes. That book is hot. Okay. Yes. Fun fact. Did you know that is Twilight fan fiction? No. So the author said they wrote it as Twilight fanfic. <laughs> 
Which funny. is funny because that's exactly what Fifty Shades of Grey was. Twilight fanfic. So, I do have an issue with Beautiful Bastard. And I would say that that book needs a trigger warning because that opening scene, Yeah, I feel like it's it's a little rapey. Um, it was probably, let me see when this book came out. 2013. <clears throat> so probably like a different time. Um, I mean, they're, they're like in the conference room and then he just like sticks two fingers up inside of her and she's like kind of processing what's happening. Um, I don't, that's not okay. <laughs> Maybe talk about it before you do it. Cause she was obviously into it, you know, and they like wind up together and have this whole sexual relationship. So I could see where some people may start the book and be like, whoa, I can't, I don't want to deal with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a good book. I really enjoyed the book. It's, it was, it has some hot themes in it. I loved, it's basically like a book of hate sex. <laughs> Pretty much. It was so good. I, and I there's could not so it. many more in that series. Yeah, there's a ton, but they all focus on someone else. Uh-huh. And then there's oh. also a dirty series. Oh. I have not looked into those. I'll have to check those out. Oh, Jackson. So, obviously, the um, Crossfire series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the cro- they're not, I don't, they're not my favorite. They're, like, really awkward to me, and they're the ones that, like, make me giggle. I'm like, ew! Yeah. <laughs> have you it, done the- just, like, Ooh. Have you done the Hardwired series? No, what is that? Oh, that's a smutty series. Who wrote Smut. that? It is Meredith Wild. Okay. There was five. Yeah, five. five. I'm adding it. Um, Looking through my list. I'm going to go ahead and say Fifty Shades is one of my favorite. I know that book... That series gets a whole lot of smack, but I'm like, you know, it was my first exposure into that world, and it just blew. Um, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, I did not know people wrote books like this. Like, what the hell? I kind of yeah. That's I think after I read that one because I didn't read it when everybody else did it. I gave it some years before I read it because they would read like little snippets on the on the radio and make fun of it and. It was years, but once yeah. I read it, I went down a hole and just went smut and smut and smut. <laughs> well, I will say, you know, the book that we read last week, A Touch of Darkness, um, I feel like Scarlet St. Clair is probably, she probably writes the best smut because yeah. it is not awkward at all. No, and I could feel the sexual yes. tension. It is so hot and steamy, like... I just, I had never, I don't think I've ever experienced that with any other smut book like that, ever. I haven't that, I mean, felt just, the tension that bad. No, absolutely not. And it's like, I was really like, oh, this is driving me crazy. They're not doing it. But that's like what makes you feel like that. So kudos to you, Scarlett. Um, yeah, I would definitely say she probably writes it the best. Oh, sure. And you've read the second one already. Yes. I, I have it. Mine's on the way. <laughs> I finished it uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it after you read it for sure. So, what would you say is like the worst erotic book you've ever read? 
I don't know that I've read just anything too terrible. Not that comes to mind. I have read some that I was just like, okay, well, I'll never read that again. Because <laughs> it was just like, like I've read some that are only like 250 pages and you're like, really? And they're just like really quick. And like one or two scenes and they're in love forever and you're like, really? Yeah. Um, so I actually wrote that down to specifically talk about, cause like, here are some issues that I have with smut. Um, the timelines are so freaking crazy. They'll like meet, have sex, like start having sex immediately. Like, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. And then like a week later, they're in love and then they're like moving in and then they're getting married. It's just like so sped up and that is like not realistic and it takes me out of it. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know why that is, but that is a common theme in the genre. Also, why the hell is every chick in a smutty book have a front class bra? You know how hard those are to find? I have never worn or owned one my entire life. I did. Briefly, I did. I mean, like, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I did, but it was my push-up bra. I mean, they're not common. You're right. So it's like, I don't think they're like as... Oh, okay. I mean, I just feel like that's... It's not realistic because most people, like, they don't even sell them everywhere, a front-class bra. But, like, in every fucking smut book, the dudes are just, like, banging them open in the front. And I'm like, man, no one wears those. Well, and not only that, guys don't really know how to open those because nobody wears them like that. Guys don't know how to open the back ones either. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they really don't know the front one. They'll just maybe pull at the back and be like, where is it? <laughs> also, another issue I have with smut, they do it for the first time, and the dude is like, mine. Like, you're, like they say something to the effect of, like, you're mine. Or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, cringy. Ugh. Does that bother you? It's I mean, if I didn't like the guy, it probably would. <laughs> but I probably don't care what he says if I'm into him. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Hades, you're like, hell yeah, it's yours. <laughs> you could say whatever you want, Hades. <laughs> oh, my God. I was listening to this new podcast. Um, it's called What's Your Sign? And it's about astrology. These chicks are fucking funny. She was talking about this dude she went on a date with. And he, like, named his dog Pasta. And she's like, oh, that's cute. You know, I love Pasta. Do you like Pasta? And he was like, no. Like, this celebrity's dog's name was Pasta, and I just, like, liked it, so I named my dog Pasta. And she was like, okay. And then there was, like, some other weird shit that he did. So she's like, I just left. She's like, but then I was telling the story to some of my friends, like, a few months later. And then this one girl's like, was his name so-and-so? And she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I went on a date with him. She's like, he's so weird, right? And the friend's like, well, I fucked him, so. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny. Like, I guess she'd be the kind of chick that's fine with cringy stuff that I find cringy. I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. Her friend's like, oops, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I've been talking about your man. Um, okay. I have. A ranking on bookriot.com of euphemisms for body parts in romance novels. Because these, if they're not used correctly, can also make me giggle and make a love scene very awkward. Okay. So here are some of the worst 
I guess. Uh, it starts at number one. Okay, no. We're going to start with the worst and work our way up. So, I mean, the not the worst of the worst. I guess the less extreme of the worst. Fraud. <laughs> Manhood. Member. It's always throbbing, and it may be a sign to get that checked out. <laughs> Um, they said nub. Can we just file nub into the least sexiest word ever? I have never come across nub in any of these books. I'm pretty sure it was in a touch of darkness. Was it? <laughs> I guess I just glazed. I'm, I feel like I read it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, love button. Ugh. Steel wrapped in velvet. <laughs> I've, seen that one so many times. You have? Yes. (laughs) Man root. Okay, here's what I don't like. When they say root to tip. (laughs) Ugh. Sex missile. (laughs) I've never seen that one either. Oh, wait for this next one. You're gonna die. Glistening orbs. I need to know what that's referencing. Really? What is, is that like the balls? Or is it like... The, what is it? Maybe it's like her what? boobs. Well, why are they glistening? Um, I mean, <laughs> think about it real hard. Oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> the next, <laughs> I also have an issue with this next one. Sheathed to the hilt. Um, next one, bisected cleft. <laughs> um, quim honey. Oh, that one either. Intimate folds. Oh, yeah, that one's bad. Gods. <laughs> that one's bad. I don't know if that's a different thing either. Oh, um, you don't? The no. no. The what? Of the lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, next one is womb. Oh. I uh, feel it, him in my womb. Gross. Side note. This sounds incredibly painful, and I'm reasonably certain that in terms of actual biology, nothing should be penetrating the womb. <laughs> 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 womb just always makes me think of, like, childbearing. Yeah. So womb is not, like, sexy. But um, next one's Rosebud. And then we have Aching Core. The only cores I want to read about are the molten chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Love Canal. Boats pass through canals. Swan boats. Or even regular sized boats carrying cargo. (laughs) (laughs) Weeping anything. Because nothing sets the mood like thinking my sex organs are really upset. All right. It says, and drum roll, please. The number one worst euphemism for a body part. You ready? Honey pot. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of those. <laughs> so that was on bookright.com by Amanda Deal. Dun, dun. Awesome. I've heard some. I've heard some interesting ones from my UK friends, and I'm, they're just as disturbing. I hate when they when they say my sex or 
you, you know, like yeah. their sex, her sex. I'm like, what? I've heard, I think the two most disturbing ones that I've heard from England, I don't know if this is just an England thing, maybe it's just the guy thing, was baby gravy (laughs) and hot beef injection. Okay, the baby gravy, I get, but a hot beef injection? A hot beef injection. I don't even get it. Like, I get it, but I don't get, like, I know, I understand what you're referencing, but I don't. He's get it. the hot beef, and he's injecting. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a list from Refinery29.com of the fifty most erotic books you will ever read. Okay. Okay. So number one, I actually just posted about this book on our Instagram because I fucking hated this book. It's called The Pisces by Melissa Broder. It is. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever hated a book more. But she basically, like, goes to Venice Beach to house it for her sister and starts fucking this merman. Okay. 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 Number two is Bad Behavior by Mary Gateskill. Never heard of it. A lot of these I have not heard of. A lot of these lists had books, like, no books that I've heard of. So I tried to pick one that like had some books that I know that we've heard of. So number three is The Roommate by Rosie Denan. And I've seen a lot of people on Instagram talk about that one. It's on my to-do list. Uh, number four is Written on the Body by Jeanette Winterson. Number five, Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. I've got all of those. I haven't read them, but my mom, that's like the one book series my mom has completely read like she does not read and she read that mm. entire series and oh, now she's shit. watching this it must show be good. yeah so my mom watches the show my sister's read the books and she's watched the show i tried reading the first outlander and it was so boring like i could not i might try the audiobook because they're all on um scribed because mm-hmm. i want i've heard it's amazing like i want to like it but and those books are fucking long right I don't know. Maybe we should try it. Give it a go. Next is Rapture by Susan Mino. Uh, here you go. Number seven, Bear to You by Sylvia Day. Hey. The first book in the Crossfire series. Um, you're going to love this one. Number eight, Dead Until Dark by Charlene Harris. <laughs> Those books do get pretty. They do. It's not in all of them, but there is some scenes. For when sure. there is yeah. some scenes, there's some scenes. Yeah, there's some scenes. Number nine, Receiver of Many by Rachel Alexander. Number ten. Oh, shit. The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by Anne Rice. Hey. <laughs> so here's the what Refinery29 says is the thirstiest moment of that book. So this is a quote from the book. Her face was perfect to him, and her embroidered gown had fallen deep into the crease between her legs so that he could see the shape of her sex beneath it. So I guess they've been using the word sex for a really long time. Yeah. He drew out his sword, which he had cut back all the vines outside, and gently slipping the blade between her breast, let it rip easily through the old fabric. Her dress was laid open to the hem, and he folded it back and looked at her. Her nipples were a rosy pink, as were her lips. <laughs> Steve's eyes just got 
that so fucking (laughs) 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 Oh, it gets better. Her nipples were rosy pink, as were her lips. And the hair between her legs was darkly yellow and curlier than the long, straight hair of her head, which covered her arms almost down to her hips on either side of her. (laughs) His face. Um, Number 11 is the the kiss quotient by Helen Hong. This is on my list. I want to read this, too. That looks really good. Um, We have Lost Boy by Sassafras Lowry. What a name. Sassafras. Sassafras Lowry. Uh, next, A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss, which I think I bought this series because it was like on sale on Kindle or something, but I've not read it yet. Uh, next is Open Me by Lisa Lacalcia. Sorry if I'm butchering these names. Um, Taking the Lead by Cecilia Tan. The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. I have this on my shelf. I have not read it. Oh, wow, there's a bunch. If you want to see this whole list, go to refinery29.com. <laughs> I want to see if there's some more on here that we've heard of. Uh, Normal People by Sally Rooney. I think I've seen a lot of people talk about. Number 26, Beautiful Bastard by Christina Lauren. Look, listen to this. So this is part of the article. Originally written as Twilight fan fiction, the novel looks at the relationship between an ambitious intern and her persnickety boss. How sexy is it? If hate sex is your kink, do we have a book for you? The thirstiest moment. With one hand splayed on my chest, she began loosening my tie and groaned into my mouth when she felt my dick grow hard against her. Her nimble fingers had my tie yanked from my collar and on the floor at my feet before I remembered we had a flight to catch. That is nothing in that book. Like, that is like the tip of the iceberg for that book. PG for that book. Yeah, that book is so good. Whoa. It was just so weird to me because I read In a Holidays first. Mm-hmm. You know, which was really more like that, PG. Yeah, that's the PG sweet version of her. Like, no, the rest of her books, wow. And then to go to that, I was like, whoa, shit, this is like porno. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you've mentioned this book, Wallbanger by Alice Clayton. Yes. yes. That is number 39 of 50. Um, we have... Yeah, I don't really know any of these other books. Um, Never... Oh, Beautiful Stranger by Christina Lauren. The, this is about British playboy Max Stella. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the second one. Mm, no, maybe not. Um, no. So there's 50 of them if you want to check it out. Refinery29.com. The title of the article is The 50 Most Erotic Books You Will Ever Read by Shannon Carlin. Boom. I need to read more. Yeah. I, um, I think I've told this story before too, but I let some friends borrow 50 Shades and they like all, I think like two or three of them got pregnant. So I stopped loaning that book out. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, cool news. My older sister, Christina, just started A Touch of Darkness today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw her Saturday. We had dinner for my birthday with my parents. 
And uh, I told her, I was like, hey, we got to interview Scarlett St. Clair. You got to read the book. You got to listen. It's awesome. I really think she's going to like it. I think she will, too. It's, it's such good. a good fucking book. It's good. Yeah. Oh, and I can't wait for you to read the second one. Can't wait for the third one to come out. Oh, I know. That's like May. That's going to be torture. Because uh, the second one, it doesn't really end on a cliffhanger, but like. Stuff's coming. Stuff is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, I guess one thing kind of is a cliffhanger. You'll see. You'll see. All right. So our next book we're reading is The Push by Ashley Audrain. You have one week from today. One week. If you're in the South, Amazon has been a little slow getting their stuff out. Like Lacey tried to order it. It was going to take like a week and a half or something. It's yeah, it's still showing. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be here till like Friday. So Target had a bunch. Check Target, Walmart, Barnes Noble, or like do like Lacey did, order a digital copy. Yeah, I hate doing digital, but I did digital. It's pro, yeah. Well, because you don't have like a tablet or anything, right? No. Yes, I I get that. Um, damn. And if I was gonna see you beforehand, I was gonna say I would loan you my old Kindle, but. When I see you, it'll be when we're talking about it. So. Right. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Well, send us your comments, questions, reviews, so we can read them on the next episode. Suggestions. Two-bookworms-one-podcast oh, at gmail.com. <clears throat> or Instagram at two-bookworms-one-podcast. William wanted me to let y'all know. He was pissed. I mentioned last episode Percy Jackson being a children's series. He quickly corrected me. It is young adult. Sorry, it's young adult, um, and it's being made into a new TV series. <laughs> so they, I don't think they ever finished the movies for that, did they? I don't think they did either. No, I don't think they did either. So, um, that may be a future talkie episode we may talk about is like books to movies. Oh, hint, hint. Send us your list suggestions. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got. Say. Well, bye, guys. See you later. Little, say bye. Yeah.